The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti, bellying up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. and Pour yourself a cold one. We've got 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb right here from my basement in Evergreen Park. And it's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. This is the third year that the First National Bank of Evergreen Park has been the proud sponsor of the EP Podcast. We appreciate them being in our corner. Open up a total access checking account, get $300 as a bonus, and free ATMs nationwide. Plus, you get great mobile and online banking tools. Open online at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP, or just stop in at 95th and Pulaski and say hi. Get your EP podcast car magnet as well. $100 required to open, requirements to qualify, must use link to apply, member FDIC. Join us down here at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar. This is the first time that I've had somebody who's running for a federal office here. We've had mayors, state representatives, but the first congressional district, which is, first of all, redrawn. Uh, Evergreen Park used to fall on it almost completely. Now it's basically the northeast quadrant. A little bit of the southeast quadrant is still in the first congressional district. Bobby Rush has been there forever. He's not coming back, so we have a bunch of candidates that are running. And Pastor Chris Butler reached out and wanted to come on the EP podcast, and I'm happy to have him on. How are you, Pastor Chris? I am doing real well, and thank you so much for having me uh, just on your show and in this space. It is amazing. I always tell people, like, you're very brave to show up in a guy's basement. I mean, think <laughs> about this. You Like, you're running, first of all, in a district, and we're going to get into this here because I'm amazed by it, that has the strangest shape and covers a ridiculous amount of geographical area, right? Yeah. And, and you're like... But I want to get this little section here in Evergreen Park. I want to introduce myself to them. You're like, I'm going to come over to this guy's basement, sit at his bar and have a conversation. I appreciate that. I appreciate you for having me on. I mean, I I think this is what running for Congress really should be about, Um, because that that district, it's so big. uh, But I call it like the uh, the most American uh, congressional districts. Uh, because you do like you have all these you know wonderful communities uh you have neighborhoods in the city from you know all the way up close to the south loop uh you have suburban neighborhoods and industrial uh, areas even some rural communities down by uh Bourbonnet. Uh, so it's just a, a great way to to think about the district I, mean, I, I think sometimes people look at the negative side of 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 redistricting and we can talk a little bit about my thoughts on that, because I think, you know, there are definitely issues with how we draw maps. Uh, but I've tried to encourage people that we can actually uh, overcome any kind of like nefarious intent just by coming together across these communities. And I think this is how you do it. Uh, it's just by getting to every little corner of the district and meeting folks and talking. I just love doing it. So thank you for having me. Oh, that's awesome. Well, so let's hear. Let's describe this district, because I don't think a lot of people understand it. Like I keep pointing out the people that like a part of Evergreen Park now has moved into the 6th, which is basically now the south, southwestern suburbs and the western suburbs. Like, it's probably a little bit more of a similar feel because they're all suburban areas, basically. They're out there with a little bit of the city that's in it. Yours, I can go all the way up and to 31st Street Beach, and I still haven't reached. There's still another, like, half mile where it goes up along the, the coast of, of Lake Michigan. Then it runs down 
through parts of Beverly, Northern Blue Island, Midlothian, and then shoots out into Mokina, down all the way, like you said, the Bourbon A. I mean, there, there are uh, Wilmington, Illinois. You've got farmland out there. It's such a diverse district. And, you know, look, I don't know if we really need to get into mapping. My philosophy here, Pastor Chris, is uh, whoever's in power makes the maps, unfortunately. And it's like that across this entire country. And I like your attitude if you want to kind of reach everybody. But that is like, you can get in the car. You might be in the car for 90 minutes to two hours if you want to go from one end to the other. How do you cover everything? Get in the car and you drive for 90 <laughs> minutes. Uh, you know, at, at, that's just been, you know, that's what we've been doing since, uh, really since since April. Uh, even before they drew the map, the first congressional district was, uh, the old district was pretty interesting. This one is even more. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you just, you have to get in the car and you got to go to different places and uh, sit down and talk with folks. Uh, and it's important to do that in the campaign because I think you got to continue to do that uh, in order to represent the district well. I would imagine you're going to try to hit everything. You're going to you're going to meet a lot of different people from a lot of different ways of life in a in a state that has is really different even in your district right now. Like that's something we've talked about here on the show, especially during the pandemic. The city of Chicago, extremely different from the southwest suburbs, which are even more different once you leave Cook County. People have gone through very different pandemics over the last two years and probably have very different opinions that are almost like formed by what they've gone through. Now, you're going to a federal level. So in reality, you could basically sit there and say, look, it's a state thing. It's got nothing. I, I understand. I agree. I could do whatever I can at the federal level. But I would imagine that even now as you're going through things, you're noticing very different perspectives depending on the geographical part of your, your district. Yeah, for sure. I mean, folks have had very different experiences uh, in, in, the, in the pandemic. Folks I have very different opinions about how, you know, somebody, you know, in power should be managing uh, the pandemic. Uh, what I try to point out to folks and what I try to remember, and I think this has aided a lot of the conversations that we've had uh, since April, um, is that while we've had these different experiences, but everybody wants a safe community to live in. Everybody wants, uh, you know, a house that they can afford uh, everybody wants to be able to, you know, provide quality education for their children and uh, quality health care for uh, for themselves and their families. And and really, I try to focus on those similarities, because I think there's too many times uh, in politics where folks prey on those differences and try to turn people against one another uh, on these issues of experience and uh, opinion and so we miss all those places of commonality where we could actually be uh, working together to improve life for everybody. I agree with you. I really think that the, one of the ugliest parts of politics is that how we get separated from each other. It's easier to control a population if you make them angry at each other, if you make them think there's something different with each other. I was fortunate enough that I lived from the East Coast to the West Coast, and my friends who lived in different areas, especially of the country, always agree on the same thing. We're a lot more alike than anybody wants you to believe. We There are a lot of people who have the similar core values. Get off of the Twitter. Get off of the Facebook. Stop thinking that everybody hates each other. Uh, CNN and Fox News make their money yeah. by making you feel like that there is something to be afraid of and there's some reason to be angry. And it's something that we've, we've chatted about here on this show. Now, I, let's talk about that because you're going to be going – into the United States House of Representatives if you, if you win, okay? And I think the viewpoint of a lot of people locally 
on, on the ground level, I know I feel this way, is that unlike maybe 20, 30 years ago, it's almost like once you get to that general election, people are just picking the R or the D. And then when the R or the D show up, they just join the big giant conglomerates of R's or D's who all vote exactly the same way. And in reality, it's just two big giant gangs, I, I guess is the best way to describe it, in which there's no individual voice. And if an individual voice shows up, they get destroyed by their own political party. So how do you listen to what your constituents want? I'm sure you're going to make you know promises or things that you want to work on and then get in there and run into the heads of the Democratic Party on the federal level and still keep to what you believe and, and not almost just get sucked into, this is how we're voting, Pastor Chris, so this is how you're voting on these 10 things. Yeah, I think that it's uh, so important. I, that is the reason why I actually got into this race, right? I have a word that I use, I call it the stucktocracy, where you have these two big gangs, as you describe, and it makes it very, very difficult to get anything done. And the problem with that is if, if you're already you know, very wealthy, if you're already very powerful, then you don't need government to do anything. You don't need anything to change. But for those folks, you know, working class families, for poor people uh, all over this district who actually need things to change, you know, who, who are concerned about, you know, the bridge in their community that's close to collapse, who are concerned about crime uh, in their neighborhoods, who are concerned about education and the cost of it and the quality of it. You need government to step up. Uh, and so what I've said to folks, you know, as I'm running for this office, I'm not just trying to get people to vote for me. I'm trying to get people to fight with me. Right. Uh, because I want to be able to go uh, to the United States Congress and actually bring uh, a different kind of approach to doing politics. Right. Uh, where, you know, I'm running as a Democrat. But being a Democrat doesn't mean that you got to hate somebody who is Republican. Uh, it doesn't mean that the, the biggest uh, uh, danger to your life is the Republican down the street, uh, right? Like we, we have to find ways to come together. And I think that the way we're going to do that uh, is to stay connected to the communities that make up this district. Um, you know, the, the way I'm in the car driving around the district right now uh, is the way I plan to do it uh, when I'm in the United States Congress. Uh, and really have folks engaged, uh, not just in, um, in getting me elected, but actually engaged in how I participate in the United States Congress. Question for you here, because when I sat down and I, I looked you up, I was, I was intrigued by this, okay? You're running as a Democrat, and I would ask the same question as, uh, as a Republican. You're running for a party, but you seem to have a different viewpoint than the party platform at least on something that I found when I Googled your name. The first result that pops up is that you were involved in the uh, the right to life movement. That So generally, the Democratic Party sits on the pro-choice side to the point where there are Democratic candidates around this state that when they continue to come out in that way, the party stops supporting them. So you've taken, I mean, you're a pastor and you've taken this stand on this other side. Does it make you nervous that, you know, you know, you're not completely in line with the party platform? And can you talk a little bit about your views on that? I wouldn't say it makes me nervous. Uh, I think that it's really important that this district in particular has a representative that is able to uh, not just to stand out, but to stand up, Right. Uh, and, and know what you believe and, and fight for what you believe. Um, I know there are probably people who listen to this show who don't believe 
uh, exactly the same way that I do on the issue of life. But what you can know, just based on the fact that I got into this primary uh, in April when I thought we were challenging a 30 year incumbent instead of running for an open seat. Uh, and you can know that also from my running as a pro-life Democrat uh, is that I will stand up for the things uh, that are important to me and the things that are important to this community and the things that I believe, even in the face of that kind of pressure. All my life I've been involved in democratic pol politics and so many times I've been confronted with uh, pressure already for different reasons to sort of back away from those from that particular value. And I think the ability just to stand up, even if you don't agree with me on that one thing, uh, the ability to stand up to that pressure is going to be so key, not just, you know, on this issue of life, but what's going to happen uh, when, you know, that same leadership is saying, well, we're going to, uh, you know, do this deal that's going to benefit, you know, large corporations at the expense of working class people uh, that's going to further curtail the ability of, of working folks to form unions and the ability of those unions to uh, to act even when they do form. You want somebody in there who's going to just stand up for what they believe. I've found that folks are willing to stand with me, even folks who disagree with me on this one issue uh, are willing to stand together with me because of the courage that it takes to actually run this way. You know what? You intrigue me a little bit. I, I, I can't even vote for you because I'm on the wrong side of the line now. I got moved out of your district. Yeah. But I would definitely I would want to hear more from you. I hope people will, will check out your website and learn a little bit about you as a candidate, because I'm going to tell you the one thing that drives me nuts these days, especially in national politics is the idea that once you are in Congress, you're basically just part of one big giant group and you can't think for yourself. And I like the idea that from what I'm hearing from you is that you intend to think for yourself. I'm also very intrigued by the fact that you decided to get into this race when you thought Bobby Rush was going to be running. That's that's a tall order right there, man. He's He's been in there forever. So the fact that you were like, I'm doing this, there are other people probably jumped in when they said open seat, yeah. but you were ready to do this right now, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and I think, you know, for those who really think that you do need something different in Congress, right? Like you want a congressperson who is not going to, who's going to be a, a, a product of the community, a product of the district, and not just a product of the party. You have to look at that and say, folks who are getting in right now, um, after the seat has become open, is it because they have a vision for change? Right. Or is it some other reason? Uh, I got into this race back in April because I thought we needed a, uh, a fresh uh, approach to how we do Congress. And um, that's why I got into the race. All right. You can check out everything that Pastor Chris is about and learn a little bit about his 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 race and what he's into. I'm going to tell you, I'd be nervous to get into politics because. I got into way too much junk when I was younger, man. They dig up so much on me. So you're a pastor, so I'm sure you're going to be fine. But, man, I would be nervous about running for election, okay? The Internet showed up right around the time I was 20-some years old. I mean, yes, don't, indeed. Don't Google me. Elect, <laughs> electchrisbutler.com. Check him out there. Uh, good luck to you, Pastor Chris, and you're welcome back anytime. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Leapforth Law. Larry Leapforth, a close personal friend of the show, lives right here in Evergreen Park and has been practicing law for decades. 
former president of the Southwest Bar Association, and he brings in the big settlements for personal injury lawsuits. He also handles criminal defense, real estate probate, and corporate law. For justice, equality, and trust, call Larry, 708-499-6300, or visit leadforthlaw.com. It's going to be a very strange week of weather here in Evergreen Park. First off, it's going to warm up. Tuesday, the high is 41, and they're expecting rain. So guess what? All kinds of slush and muck. Eh, it's going to be terrible. I hope you don't get any water in your basement. And then, Wednesday, the temperature drops nearly 20 degrees, and a snowstorm hits. And it's going to last for two days right now, is what they're saying. Wind is actually going to get colder and windier as it goes on in the Thursday. It is all supposed to clear up, though, by Saturday, where it'll be 20 degrees outside but sunny for Evergreen Park's Flake Fest. There should be a lot of flakes on the ground. This upcoming Saturday, the 5th of February, from 1 to 6 p.m., free admission for everything at Family Flake Fest, Yukich Field and the Dan Capuano Ice Rink. It kicks off at 11.30 with Artie Kerr's Learn to Skate Pre-Hockey Clinic. Starting at 1, the ice sculpting begins out there. So much fun to check out. Free open skate for five hours kicking off at 1 p.m. as well. The Evergreen Park High School Snow Queen Court at 2 o'clock, 2.30, the funny little people. More information? Call 708-229-3373 or check out a previous episode of the EP Podcast. We got all the details from Josie Donovan, and with the shows on demand, you can always go back and listen to what she had to say about the event. If you are a senior citizen in Evergreen Park, do not forget there are free senior exercise classes Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9.30 in the morning at the Community Center. Coming up here on Tuesday, the 1st of February, starting at 5 o'clock and going for 90 minutes until 6.30, a future Mustang game night at Evergreen Park Community High School. It is open to all Evergreen Park students, 6th through 8th grade, and every game from chess to video games. Get the kids out, let them check out the school, and have some fun on Tuesday night. The high school service club is also holding a blanket drive that kicks off on Tuesday as well. Goes all the way through the 11th of February. If you have a new or gently used clean blanket, drop it off at the main entrance to the school between 8.30 in the morning and 3.05 p.m. That's your EP Podcast Word on the Street. We continue on. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know all about Family Waterproofing Solutions. They do incredible, highly rated, award-winning work all across the Chicagoland area. And now Family Waterproofing Solutions is hosting an installer job fair. That's right, Saturday, February the 26th from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. in Evergreen Park, you can find out what they do, why they do it, and all the services they provide. If you're looking to change careers or start a new one, if you're already experienced in the field and looking for a fresh start, join them. Excellent benefit packages are available. Just bring your valid driver's license Saturday, February 26th to Family Waterproofing Solutions, 3328 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. Learn more about what a difference a family makes at FamilyDry.com. Sitting down here at the 9-foot homemade oak bar, and he's in my bar. This time around, John Brand is here. How are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, I love stopping in open outcry, but I, I don't mind, 
when you show up with beer at my place. I'm just going to say that. I love the ambiance over there. I love you got the 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 tables that have the swings, you've got the cabins up on the roof, you've got the incredible food, you've got the giant beer list. I can order my food through an app on my phone. There's just so many things that I could do inside that place, but sometimes I just like sitting at my bar and you bring me beer. Let's let's really be honest. Be honest with your listeners. You know why I'm here. Why are you here? You're here because you went out with the Most Holy Redeemer Men's Club last <laughs> night, and you're, you're clearly, your listeners can't see you right now, but I can, I can, uh, I can assure them that you're clearly hungover right I'm now. I'm a disaster. I am. Well, you know, and the problem is I went out, I bowled, I drank a bunch, and then for some reason thought it'd be a good idea to keep going out. I've hung out with the Redeemer guys enough to know that you don't have to finish the story. I know, <laughs> I know the, I know the company you're keeping. I know those guys. Those guys, you should join, John. I mean, well, I, I, I told you about the bowling league and your eyes lit up. You were like, I want to go bowling. I would like to hang out and bowl with the Most Holy Redeemer <laughs> Men's Club, but I'm already a member of another men's club. I can I can only be a member of so many clubs. <laughs> you got men's club jealousy is what yeah, you got going on. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, here, before we get into anything else, let's talk about what you brought over here. It's one of your staples. It's, it's one of the ones I've had before. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. It's going down easy. This is a little hair to the dog. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, good. It, this is open interest. It's our... New England style IPA. It's one of our best sellers. We brew this beer once or twice a month. We just put it on draft yesterday, so I wanted to fill the freshest beer and bring it to you. And that's this one. It's uh, new, you know, your typical New England style IPA. It's a hazy beer. Uh, brings all those citrus notes into it, and uh, it's got a, a moderate amount of bitterness to it. It's a, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a solid one. It's it, the hazy, and I know that this is one of those ones that my wife enjoys. And she was like one of those people you remember a couple of years ago. Wouldn't drink a craft beer if you if you paid her to, especially anything that was in an IPA family or pale ale family or anything yeah. else like that. Now she pays me to drink a lot of beers. Yeah, <laughs> she she enjoys this now. Yes. She gets into that place. I'm I, I guarantee you at some point this weekend I'm gonna get a are we gonna go over to Open Outcry? Like this is like her place. And you know what's funny is we were out there um, just last weekend. I heard went out with some friends. Brought the two of them there. It was the first time they'd ever been there. They're not from this area. So they're they're up in Brookfield. So they came down and they were like, okay, well, you know, let's go out and hit a hit a brewery or something like that. And I brought them over to your spot. And right away, just like I think it happens with every uh any any woman that is between the age of five and let's say forty-five sees the tables with the swings and their eyes light up. Am, am I wrong about that? Like that is, I would think that it's more women that like to get on that than men. Cause I saw a guy while I was sitting there walk in and have a five minute conversation with, I don't know if it was his girlfriend or his wife, where you could see she wanted to sit at the swing and he wanted to sit at the bar and he lost the argument, shrugged his shoulders and random guys in the bar were all watching it and started laughing. Like <laughs> the people who had never met him before. We were all observing this conversation. I bet you, you see that a lot in your you place. You see it a lot. Did you, did you and your friends end up sitting on the swings or did you get a table? No, no. I, I got myself over to a table before they showed up because okay. I knew what was going to happen. And then the two, the two women, they, they had this big conversation about maybe we should move over to the swing. And then all of a sudden it filled up and I was like, Oh, thank God. Like I love the swings. I do, but you know, I'm, I'm, 45 here in May and the, the back can only take so much swinging, you know? And I, I'm going to tell you the back can only take, like I, I sit in it, I enjoy it, but I'm about a half hour, 45 minutes into my time on the swing seat. And I'm like, all right, I'm old and I need something. I want a little support back there. I'm an old man. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. But, but you do need to work on your core. So if you, I do. Uh, 
the swings are a good option for that. So you're saying it'd be like exercise while I'm drinking? Uh, yes. So this would justify being at your place more yeah. and drinking more because yeah. I could tell my wife I'm working on my core. The core, the abs, the glutes, <laughs> and, and the quads. Yeah. All right. So you've got so much going on over there. One of the things that I am starting to hear the buzz about is the parade's coming back. Two years after the parade went away, we've had two years off of the Southside Irish Parade because of the pandemic, and it's coming back. How do you prepare for that? End of January, beginning of February, a little over a month away from it. Do you start to formulate in your mind that day? Because I've heard from my entire life, you know, anytime I, I met anybody that ran an establishment on Western from back when I was running around at 21, 22 years old, let's, let's be honest, probably at 19 years old with something that said I was 21. When, when I was running around, people would say that all the time. It's one of the biggest days for the restaurants and bars that are on there. It's a big moneymaker day. Do you start thinking about it now? Uh, we do. We, you, th- this takes a couple weeks of prep. Yeah. Got to make sure you're staffed appropriately. You got to do all your, uh, uh, meet all your security requirements that uh, the Chicago Police Department requires for bars and restaurants on the street. You got to touch base with uh, other constituents in the neighborhood that, it, that uh, the Southside Irish Parade Committee, um, all the different dance clubs. Yeah, we we're, in fact, we we've, we were in meetings last week about this. The, the 1948 Ford is actually going to be in the in the parade in this year. In the parade. Year. Yeah. You're in the parade this I'm year. I'm in the parade this year. Are yeah. you are you driving it in the parade? I'm gonna drive it. I'm so gonna your drive place is gonna be wall to wall people and you're gonna just drive by and wave. I love that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's 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 if you yeah, if you talk to anybody <laughs> You got great managers over there. If you could just leave them there at the South Irish Parade crush well, and drive do, by and wave. We do have a great team there and it does af- afford me the luxury of being able to do th- to get out and do things like that. Uh, but it is a stressful day, and the fact, and if I can get out of there for a couple hours and drive the forty at Ford, I'm I'm going to do that. You talk to any bar or restaurant, and they'll tell you how stressful the day is. Hey, you're good friends with Bill Guide. Ask Bill how uh, over at Cork and Carey. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a veteran. He's probably done this now for oh, 20 years. He maybe. told me he's like, yeah. God forbid, it's 70 degrees that day. Yeah, it's going to be insane it's because insane. it's been two years off, and you've seen it. You've seen it at different stages of the pandemic when things would open or the weather would get nice. And there is that almost that like, I got to get out and get all my partying in that I miss. Like people like become hyped, like they almost go a little bit over the top of what they normally do. And that could be really interesting if you get a big warm day on that day. Well, think about this, Chris. We've been open up for four years and for half that time we've been a pandemic. Right. It's been canceled for the last two years. So we do have two years of experience. We, Not uh, a lot though. I mean, we, like, yeah. We, we did it in 2018 and 2019, but I'll be honest with you. I kind of forgot. So I feel like we're going into... <laughs> We're going into it a little blind, and who knows what this year is is going to bring? Are people going to um, be super excited and come out, oh, or, I is think there, so. or is there still going to be a uh, a COVID hangover? Who knows? I don't I don't know what to expect. I think you're going to get a crowd out there. Depends on the I weather, think, though. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the, if it's 40 degrees, you're going to have a light crowd, I think. But if yes. you get a nice day, I think that I think you know you get a nice day it could be like what the parade was of old. Open Outcries at 10934 Southwestern Avenue. Check out everything they have to offer at openoutcrybrewing.com. My friend, John, I look forward to seeing you again. Likewise, Chris. It's always a pleasure. Thank you.
We'll take a break for just a moment here on the EP Podcast to feature small businesses with our Small Business Spotlight. Grinders Training Academy over at 102nd and Kedzie Avenue is the place to go. They cover all kinds of youth sports and youth training with softball season and baseball season around the corner. Get the kid working on some skills. Also conditioning and fitness classes for all levels, kids and adults. Private coaching, and if you're a coach, you could also rent out their facilities. Contact them directly and check out all they have to offer at grindersacademy.com. That's grinders with a Z, academy.com. And you never know when you're going to need a tow, especially with all this snow that is coming here this week. If you're having car trouble, Tony wants to help you. He's right here in Evergreen Park, and he runs Dreamers Towing and Recovery. They are available 24-7, 365. They also buy your junk cars. You don't know if you're going to need this number this week, so put it in your phone, 773 410-4549 for Dreamers Towing and Recovery. That is your small business spotlight right here on the EP Podcast. Shop local, shop Evergreen Park. On the line with me right now, good friend of the show. She's on a lot. I I like having her by because she's always got something going on with the kids over at Evergreen Park Community High School. Amy Kazin is here. Amy, how are you? I'm great, thank you. It's good to speak with you again. Sometimes when we speak, we've got, you know, 20 kids down here and they're singing. And sometimes we get to we get to just chat on the phone, which is what we're going to do now because you guys have a play that, if I'm not mistaken, you brought up the last time that you were down here with the Madrigals during the holidays. You have a SpongeBob SquarePants play performance that is coming up over at the high school. Tell me a little bit about this. That's correct. So the SpongeBob musical will be presented at EP High School on February 18th and 19th at 7 and February 20th at 2. Uh, For the Sunday matinee, there is a special character lunch that is offered before the show. So you can come in with the family and have a nice lunch and meet the cast before you actually see them on stage, take pictures, etc. Um, tickets are only $6 for adults and 5 for students and seniors to come back and enjoy live entertainment again. What are the costumes like in this? I mean, I, I, I know SpongeBob. Most people know what SpongeBob looks like. I would imagine putting the costumes together for this was fun and challenging. We're still in the process. Um, most of the costumes are going to represent the characters by their color, but it's not like something like Little Mermaid where you're actually going to see a fish and a, a you know, a sea anemone and so forth. Like SpongeBob, for example, you know, will wear that yellow shirt and the red tie and the brown shorts that everybody knows for SpongeBob, but it's not like we're going to put a big yellow square on her head. All right. But I mean, are there going to be Krabby Patties? There's got to be Krabby Patties, right? Of course there's Krabby Patties. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what would SpongeBob be without Krabby Patties? When, when you're casting something like this, I would imagine that you're almost looking at the actor or the actress that, you know, from the school that is getting ready to play the part. And you're almost sitting there thinking to themselves, does this person remind me of Squidward? Do do you find yourself because the show has been around for so long, almost, you know, automatically picturing somebody as a certain character? I never precast because I'm always surprised in the audition process. We've got a whole lot of talent here at the school and they're really, really hardworking kids. I will tell you that for this particular show, if you close your eyes and you listen to Squidward, or if you listen to, you know, the French narrator guy that starts the show and that kind of does all of the transitions. Do you remember that from the cartoon? Three hours later. That guy, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) 
If you listen to those two actors with your eyes closed, you would swear you were watching the TV show. See, that's awesome. I think that's what people want. You know, I would imagine it's the most challenging thing when you're putting on a play of something that's already popular in, in pop culture. You want to put your own spit on it, but you know the audience comes in with an expectation. Like the character is going to be like this because this is what I know the character to be like. Does that make it more challenging when you're putting on a play like this? Absolutely. The advantage that we have is a lot of people know the characters, but they don't know the story and they haven't seen the show. Um, They haven't seen SpongeBob sing a song by Panic at the Disco. They haven't seen Patrick sing a song by Sarah Barilla. So it's kind of a really, really strange mix of stuff. (laughs) So we can, in fact, embrace some of the characteristics of those iconic characters, but kind of put a new twist on it because of the story and because of the music that comes along with it. That's awesome. You guys always put on great performances over there. Again, this is this is towards the back end of February, but I would assume tickets are on sale because that's why you're on telling me all about it. We want to we want people to get out and see this. So. so again, performances are February 18th, 19th and 20th. Tickets are on sale and they're going fairly quickly, especially that luncheon is going to shut down availability pretty soon because we're restricting uh, numbers for COVID. And so folks want to go ahead and go to the website, uh, www.epchsbands.org to grab the ticket link to purchase online. So epchsbands.org if you want to go get your tickets. And uh, Amy, I I appreciate you jumping on any time. I'm always appreciative of the creativity that goes on over at the high school. Uh, we are really fortunate here in Evergreen Park, all the all the different schools, whether it be the, the D124 schools, the the Catholic schools, the, the high schools. It's also impressive what these kids are doing, especially over the last couple of years. I wish you guys luck, and I hope everybody gets out to see the show. Thanks so much for your time. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nudist basement And the nudist basement Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up And it's in the books Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up And by the looks It's gonna be a good one Nudist basement Broadcast Basement the Nudist Basement The Broad Basement Slancha The EP Podcast Heard everywhere podcasts can be found And always at the eppodcast.com